Welcome, welcome. My name is Kelly Doherty. I'm a joyful child of God and a certified life coach. I'm also a wine educator and a spirits brand designer. I'll show you how you can navigate your relationship with alcohol and how that mindset spills over into the rest of your life. We'll learn about the world of wine and spirits together, all while bolstering your confidence that you can have boundaries around alcohol and live your most amazing life. This episode number 28 of Drink a Little is called Dandelion. And how this works is we taste a little wine at the top of the show and see where that wine, something about the name or the character of it, leads us into talking about the world of life coaching and decision making and over drinking. So today we will take a dandelion wine and see where we go from there. And I don't mean to mislead you. This is not dandelion wine. This is a grape wine. It's the 2020 Viette Nebbiolo from the Piemonte area of Northwest Italy. And I'm pretty much sticking to the grape wines and we're actually going to taste this one that has a dandelion on the label, but it is a grape wine. And this brand has a lot of different labels with very natural, like woodcut drawings that have classic nature scenes on them. And their Nebbiolo vintages all have this dandelion on them. And I love Nebbiolo. It's the first Italian wine that I ever had. And it was called a Barolo. So Barolo and Barbaresco are locations in Italy where their wines are required by law to be this Nebbiolo grape. So Barolo and Barbaresco are actually the regions for this one. Um, it's actually different plantings from around those two areas that are blended all with the same grape and aged about 18 to 20 months. And that is really necessary for this grape variety. Very high tannins, very high acidity. Um, but that 18 to 20 months in oak will really curb its enthusiasm and um, make it drinkable because right out of the gate, winemaking phase, it might be a little bit too harsh. But what I do love about Nebbiolos is that they're very fruity. It's the red fruit. It's the raspberry. It's the red cherry. Not so much on strawberry, I wouldn't think, but we will find out. And so Let's give it a little swirl and a little taste. And I think right off the bat, it really is characteristically red fruited, very raspberry, red cherry. There's a little bit of cooked notes to it, a little bit of red plum, and even some, if I just smell it. There's aging characters of leather all mixed in with this beautiful floral character of rose and almost a little bit of wet earth. I'm going to say, yeah, that that I might be that weird person that loves the wet soil smell, but this has like a red clay um, scent, almost like a pot that you would put a plant in. So um, that makes kind of sense. This is a limestone clay area that this was grown in. So it's a medium-bodied wine, a little bit of hardiness, which makes sense for me 
today because I'm pairing it with a a soup for dinner, just a super simple soup that I made. I'm not a great chef, but I do a bad mirepoix, like a carrots, celery, onions, garlic, just saute all those things down together and add some bone broth, some vegetable stocks, something like that. And then I blended in um, a little bit of white beans and just made that creamy and smooth. And it's just perfectly cozy for this time of year. And Nebbiolo is actually perfectly cozy for that too. So I'm excited to try that pairing. And so I looked up and I thought maybe they'll tell me why they have a dandelion on their label, but they they don't. They have um, a lot of beautiful old botanical drawings on their their wines, but this dandelion is my favorite um, season of a dandelion where it's at its biggest intensity, where it's got all those um, seeds have opened up and it's fluffy and ready to fly. And I don't know about you, but I still love picking a dandelion, blowing those seeds everywhere, knowing full well that it's a weed, but I will make a wish anyways. And I did that last summer. And this label really brought me back there. I remember my brain going, which wish should I pick? Like, I've got all these different things running around my brain. And do I get one wish for each little seed that's flying off with its umbrella? Or do I um, get just one wish for the whole flower? I was totally overthinking it. So I had a chance to redeem myself last week. I was out in the super cold, but very clear evening, and I looked up and I saw a shooting star. And I don't know how often you see them, but for me, it's like every seven or 10 years, I see a shooting star. So I thought back to my dandelion moment, and I thought, okay, focus, just pick one wish, be super clear about it. And sometimes with our brains, it is like negotiating with a four-year-old. I totally understand. We have so many thoughts going around in there. So I had to rein in all those little seeds in my brain, all those flying tendrils through the air that can be well-intentioned, and I got down to one wish. But when we can't, and I'll tell you what that wish is later, but when we can pick one thing, that really helps us in all the other things. And it's, it's kind of crazy, but when we can't pick one thing, we're scattering our energies, we're scattering our intentions. And so today I wanted to talk about intentions. I think a lot about that word. I think a lot about what my intentions are every morning when I wake up. And there's patterns to that. Sometimes it's the same intention over and over again, which really gets you into that mode. But um, sometimes when we look at popular culture, And we're thinking about intentions and then we mess up what our intention was. Like if I went in yesterday and I was like, my intention is just to love every person I interact with. And then, you know, you get to 1030 a.m. and there's someone and it's very challenging to keep that intention going. So then I think, man, there's that phrase, the road to hell is paved with good intentions. But for me, really, when I think about that phrase, All that means is that the space between what you intend to do and what you actually do, there are a lot of choices. And so 
if my intention in 2024 was to stop over drinking, to be more mindful of what I'm putting into my body and the effects on myself and the effects on people around me, that first step really is important. That intention step, even though that phrase is there, that the road to hell is paved with good intentions, but you can't get to the step of making a plan or getting help without having that intention, that first step in the first place. And if we don't put it out there, if we don't have an intention, if we don't talk to other people, we don't pray about it, those doors that can help us don't appear. And it's hard to say, it's hard to prove that, that something doesn't appear, right? But what I have seen is putting an intention out there, floating those seeds of the dandelion away from myself and trusting that the next steps will appear does in fact work. And it may not look, the results may not look anything like your plan or your original intention, but without that original intention, our wish, or in this case, our dandelion, nothing would come to fruition. And I think the point and concept of the road to hell is paved with good intentions is that the good intentions are not the end of the road. Consistent work and growing or shifting towards the intention is the road itself. It doesn't necessarily have to be hard work or painful growth, but admittedly, sometimes it is. And that's where the beauty is. I think we live, very many of us, including myself, in a very comfort-seeking society. And I'm going to ask you this week to think about the comforts you choose And if they're paving that road, is that the comforts you want at the end of the road? Or are you looking for something else? So I'm choosing different comforts this week. I'm choosing the comfort soup, the comfort nebbiolo. But the other activities of internal growth and external change are really uncomfortable. And it's not something I used to wish for. But now that I see the benefits of discomfort and the growth and the joy and the ability to change quickly and not be stuck, that balance of comfort seeking is changing. And truly the discomfort is now what I'm seeking. So what is your formula? What is your balance of comfort and discomfort? What are your intentions? And are you working for those intentions? What is the cost of those? If you're blowing these dandelion seeds into the air, do they have fertile soil to land on that you've worked? Or are you making them land on a place where those dreams, where those prayers and intentions cannot sprout, cannot bloom, cannot grow? Have you done the work? Do you need help? And I don't believe in that superstition that if I tell someone my wish that it won't come true because I'm going to share my wish this week um, that I had when I was looking up at that shooting star and reflecting back on my summer of dandelions. And my wish personally is for strength to continue the journeys I've started. And it's not so exciting because it's not brand new stuff. But for me, that's alluding to the fact that I have a test coming up in a month 
for the Wine and Spirits Education Trust level three test. And it's very challenging exam that I need to fly and take. And, um, I am my best coach in this moment and I need y'all to help me accountable for the rest of the moments. But in this particular case, strength to focus on just that one thing for one month. And so what is your wish for yourself and how can I help? Are you wishing for easy street or are you wishing for discernment on your next steps? Or are you truly wishing for your ch- changing habits, changing how you've been approaching life and looking for groundedness and balance? My wish for you this week is to take a moment and come up for air, find the one thing that matters and take one step towards that. And it may sound so easy for some of you, but I know that for most of you, It's very challenging to shut out outside things that are calling for you and that seem important. So find that one thing and let me know what you need from me. That's what I have for you this week on this Viette Dandelion Nebbiolo wine. And next week, we'll take a look at a Washington State Red Mountain Merlot called Chasing Rain. Perfect for this week of rain ahead in my world. And if you want to know more about me and my wine background, where I'm working, I do have a podcast for you to check out this week where I was a guest. So check out the podcast called We Know Texas Vino. Their episode number 33 is about Keepersall, where I am planted. And the episode interviews myself and winemaker Michelle Snyder. And it's just a fun hour of wits and wine stories. So check out We Know Texas Vino on your favorite podcasting service. And if you're working on wishes, hard work, and how to affect change in your life, I do teach to a deeper level. I have a one-on-one coaching program tailored to your needs where we cover how to stop over drinking, how to love yourself for all the right reasons, and emotional well-being. Go to kellydoherty.com forward slash cheers to learn more. That's K-E-L-L-Y-D-O-H-E-R-T-Y dot com forward slash cheers.